and it's down to wilderness. Swimming through the waters of Babylon like a rebel fist. Jordan is specialist, critical and survivalist. Spirit hell, fire from his lips. Burn a slave driver. Welcome, listeners, to Time for an Awakening on Black Talk Radio Network, New Media for the New Millennia. This is a history and current events program from a cultural perspective. We find this program necessary because Hosea 4, 6 states, my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge, but we as a people can turn this around. Proverbs 4, 7 states, wisdom is the principal thing, therefore get wisdom. With all thy getting, get an understanding. Again, welcome to the program this evening with your hosts, Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. The number to reach us to join the conversation this, this evening is 215-490-9832. That's 215-490-9832. We're streaming live at several locations, you can go to timeforanawakening.com, which is the home page and catch the live stream at that location. You can go to www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. Again, that's www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening and catch the live stream there also. You can go to abb2me.com forward slash time for an awakening. That's A B I. B-I-T-U-M-I forward slash time for an awakening and catch the live stream there also. Or you can download the TuneIn radio app to any of your devices. The TuneIn radio app is a free app. And in that TuneIn search engine, just type in time for an awakening. There you'll see the icon and you can stream the program live even into your car if you have the Bluetooth capabilities or the auxiliary connection. Again, that's time for an awakening radio program with the live stream on the TuneIn app. Drop us an email at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. That's timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Time for an Awakening also has a fan page on Facebook. In that Facebook search engine, just type in Time for an Awakening radio program. There you always see interesting content being posted daily by myself or Brother Richard. And do me a favor before you leave that page, just hit that like button. That's Time for an Awakening radio program with the fan page on Facebook. And Time for an Awakening media is there. Always full of the latest podcasts of the various programs on Time for an Awakening Media. Interesting articles that you can read, download at later times. Also share with your friends. Also check out that Time for an Awakening Park Marketplace in our partnership with the BB2Me. Always interesting things in the marketplace all the time. Various African language classes, classes on education, economics, social systems, health, and much, much more being taught by professors on both the continent and in the diaspora, so make that one of your favorites. Put it in your address bar. That's timeforanawakening.com. Timeforanawakening.com will take you straight to Time for an Awakening Media. It's 7.06 here in the city of Philadelphia on this uh, steamy Sunday evening, and we're in the Sunday edition of Time for an Awakening. Our guest this evening, global clinical research biotechnologist, Professor Lewis Jefferson is with us. Also joining us in conversation is biomedical research scientist, Dr. Metasabia Solomon. Both of them are with us to continue this discussion on COVID-19, the new variants that's uh, 
uh, going around the country and uh, we'll answer any of the, 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 both the doctors and we'll answer any of your questions and uh, deal with this issue and uh, go into it in ways that you don't hear it going into on other stations. We'll be right back to get the program started after a brief word from our sponsors. Mr. Moderator, our distinguished guests, brothers and sisters, our friends and and our enemies. Everybody is here. You are listening to Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasts or live programming, hit them up at timeforanawakening.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 2444 that number is 215-885-2444 215-885-2444 all insurance incorporated Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. Dooley Brothers, specializing in shingle, rubber roofs, gutters, downspouts, and vinyl sidings. Call for your free estimate today, 215-224-3882. That's 215-224-3882. Dooley Brothers Roofing, the roofing experts you can trust. That number again, 215-224-3882. 215-224-3882. Before your roof becomes unruly, call Dooley. RG Electrical Inspections provides electrical inspections for realtors, licensed electricians, and homeowners. Licensed and insured underwriter, serving Philadelphia and surrounding area. Call today, 484-268-9837. Overworked? Suffering with an underperforming company, headache customer, staff, or vendors? Or are you a startup who wants to get it right the first time and avoid the costly mistakes? We turned a $24,000 a year odd job handyman service into a seven-figure high-end custom home builder and commercial contractor licensed and operating in three states. This is just one transformation created for entrepreneurs like you in various industries around the country. Not what you're used to from accounting and business consulting? Well, welcome to New Business Solutions. If you're ready to go beyond advising, coaching, and training and get implemented results, call 301-244-9072. Let New Business Solutions apply the best comprehensive administrative accounting, operations, human resources, management, sales, and marketing to help you actualize your vision for yourself and your company. From anywhere nationally, call 301-244-9072. Spelled new as in numerous on your device right now. Book your free consultation at newbusinesssolutions.com. History is a clock that people use to tell their political and cultural time of day. It is also a compass that people use 
find themselves on the map of human geography. History tells of people where they have been and what they have been, where they are and what they are. Most important, history tells a people where they still must go, what they still must be. The relationship of history to the people is the same as the relationship of a mother to her child. From antiquity to the present, our people need to develop a new paradigm. It's time for an awakening with your host, Brother Elliot. Sundays, 7 p.m., Fridays at 8 p.m. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit us up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening at 712 here in the city of Philadelphia in this Sunday edition of Time for an Awakening. Before we get started with our program this evening, I want to welcome in my co-host, Philadelphia activist and tour guide at the African American Museum here in the city of Philadelphia at 7th and Arch Street. Brother Richard is with us. Brother Richard. Yes, sir, brother. How are you, sir? Um, I'm doing fine. Yeah. Um, as we move into the month of August, you know, August, you know, I, and I know that the listening audience is aware it's um, Black August, and we're dealing our another celebration, right, uh, and commemoration of those who um, were about our Black resistance. And I'm hoping that the information um, we are exploring today is will help um, those of us as we're dealing with it at the scientific level of how we should deal with our um, Black resistance by being um, becoming more scientific literate and therefore in, in making decisions of what is happening and what is happening to us. So I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, and I, you know what? It more and more uh, uh, the programs with uh, the folks that we have had on to enlighten our listening audience is becoming more and more important uh, with the advent of COVID-19 uh, the new variants that uh, seem to be spreading around the Delta variant, uh, this one out of South America, the Lam- Lambda, I think it's called Lambda variant. Uh, we're headed back into, although I guess folks should have never took off their masks, but we're heading back into uh, maybe uncharted areas. Uh, door-to-door campaigns is going around trying to get people to take the vaccine. Uh, the Pentagon is supposed to be uh, getting involved to possibly uh, make some statements. Biden said it'll be new regulations coming down. So this is heading in a dangerous area as far as I'm concerned, Richard. And our people need to be aware of what's going on, uh, get some straight information on what they've been dealing with, uh, what they've been told, whether it's accurate. And we're going to get into it with our guests this evening. Uh, pharmacologist and global clinical research biotechnologist, Professor Lewis Jefferson. He's been with us before. Also, biomedical research scientist, Dr. Metasabia Solomon. Both of them are joining us in conversation this evening. Dr. Solomon, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having us. I'm, I'm doing great. And Professor Jefferson, how are you, sir? Doing great. And thank you for having us again. I'm very excited to hear what's happening uh, for Black August with our, our brothers and sisters uh, still in these dungeons and uh, trying to survive. I mean, they, they were a front for us, and uh, we need to acknowledge and honor them because we have political prisoners here that should be acknowledged. Uh, uh, well, I'd like, we, like to welcome you all, too, and thank, and thank you all for, um, you know, willing to be able to share and uh, help us develop what, 
you know, different understanding of what's going on right now. Yes. Thank you. Professor Jefferson, Dr. Dr. Solomon, uh, before we really get into the, the, uh, the meat and potatoes, so to speak of the conversation, uh, let's go back. Um, yes. And give us a little brief explanation of what this vaccine is um, and what the people, some of the people have been uh, uh, getting injected into their bodies. Uh, I don't think a lot of people are really aware. I mean, I'm, I'm in conversation a lot of times with the public because my business deals with the public. And yes. a percentage of people have taken the vaccine, but they're really not aware of what it is. Give a brief explanation before we start getting into some of the other topics dealing with this about this quote unquote vaccine. Yes. Yeah. Thank you for that. That great question to get started with. I'd like to first say that there is not one vaccine. I, I say this a lot, you know, for people to understand. And there seems to be a propaganda will that says the vaccine, mm-hmm. the jab, the shot um, that confuses people and conflates uh, the fact that there are there are 246 vaccines under development, there are five that are available for in the United States. That is uh, for human uh, intake, human consumption. One is one is the Moderna vaccine. Those two vaccines are what we call messenger RNA vaccines, and messenger RNA vaccines had never been used in human populations ever in the history of humanity, as far as we know, unless it was prehistoric and we don't know about it, but, uh, but they've never been used and they were given emergency use authorization by the FDA because the, uh, you know, governments throughout the world recognized that COVID is real and that we needed a vaccine and th- they felt that it was a fast way to develop a vaccine through these messenger RNA technologies. But they were not vetted through the normal channels that you would vet a vaccine or any drug. They were given this emergency authorization based on a study, like, well, two studies, one that was done for Pfizer, one that was done with Moderna. The Pfizer study looked at 44,000 people throughout a few different countries and those and uh in those 44,000 about 20 some uh thousand were given a vaccine and 20 were not and they gave them one dose um and then they waited 28 days for them to have another dose and then they allowed for those people to go into the human population and after 54 days they decided that if nobody, if nobody would come back to say that they had COVID, they assume that those people, the 20 some thousand people they had given the vaccine to w- did not contract the virus. Now we know that the virus can be in 40% of people, 40% of all people that catch it don't have any symptoms at all. And to have research done on a vaccine with that being the endpoint, is somewhat it was somewhat it's, it's problematic, and to me it's false advertising. I've never seen anything like that in research, and, I, and I'm in heavy research with global pharmaceutical companies, and this is something that's uncanny. 
Um, so I say that about Pfizer. The same similar thing happened with Moderna, the same type of setup. Uh, it was two jabs, and part half of the population that were researched with Moderna got the vaccine and half did not. And again, they gave the vaccine and waited 28 days, and then they uh, gave the next vaccine, and then they waited 28 days and allowed for the people to come back if they said they felt like they had any symptoms. But nothing else. They didn't – what you would do in that situation to make it a real study would be to test everybody that took the vaccine and everybody that didn't take the vaccine in a certain period of time you check their antibodies to see if they had been exposed to COVID or, or you give them a PCR test at certain points to find out whether they had the, the, the virus or not. But that didn't occur. Yet they say that this vaccine is 95% effective, and, and, and that's a problem. There are two other uh, vaccines, excuse me, three others. One, one is Johnson & Johnson. Uh, which is a one-shot vaccine, and that one is is is, uh, is a DNA vaccine. And that DNA they use and they use the adenovirus of a chimpanzee, and they allow that adenovirus of the chimpanzee to be inoculated with the S spike protein of COVID, not the actual virus itself, but the protein coat that enters the cell of, of, uh, of victims, of people that live in normal society. It enters your cell through the S-spike protein. It enters through the uh, ACE2 receptor. They duplicated that through recombinant DNA, and they, they developed just the protein, and they put it in the adenovirus. And they inject the adenovirus into people and have the adenovirus attack the cell and release the DNA components that will make the S-spike protein. And then your body mounts an immune response to the S-spike protein. Uh, a similar, they do the same similar situation with AstraZeneca, but they actually use human DNA. And, and we found that one to be more problematic as well, but it's the same type of setup. And then uh, the the other uh, vaccine that is going to be coming out in the United States is Novavax. That one will be coming out around, say, uh, September. And that one is a protein-based uh, vaccine. But I want to stop because I've said a lot, and I want people to be able, be able to interject a little bit. And, and Ellie, could I ask um, to follow up on what Dr. Uh, I mean, Professor um, Jefferson said? to ask Dr. Solomon, when he said it is a technology, from your background, what does that mean that it is a technology, these um, um, vaccines? It just means that they're a new invention. So anything that you invented, uh, the material, the messenger RNA, you know, the nanoparticles, everything is a new technology. It's like a new invention that they haven't been tested in humans before. That's what he means. It's a new invention. The messenger RNAs, before they have been used for cancer therapy, but never for vaccines. So that means as a vaccine, they're new technology, they're new invention, they're new drugs. 
apologize. I just wanted to get that out and I was declaring. Professor Jefferson, uh, Dr. Salmon, the the vaccine itself, we see now that uh, these new variants is tearing across the country. And the other variant that they said have come out of South America is here also. They said it, it has broken out in Florida and eventually it'll spread to all 50 states and further. Um, in your opinion, uh, from the research you have done, both of you, uh, is it possible that the vaccine itself, the vaccines that they have been injecting people, have spawned these dangerous variants? Can I add, um, can I answer that? So to add to what my colleague said regarding how they never tested uh, the people who got the, on the trials recently, like a couple of days ago, on uh, two days ago, CDC published a document saying 74% of the cases were seen in some area in one town in Massachusetts was people who were vaccinated. And they were mostly vaccinated with Pfizer, Pfizer and Moderna. And they're the ones who got this new variants. So, but before the propaganda is that if you got vaccinated, you're free to go. You're not gonna be infected or anything. Not only that the 74% were infected, uh, were vaccinated, but also they tested them on the viral load. Again, what Lewis said, the viral load on people who were vaccinated versus non-vaccinated, it was identical. So it was the same load of viral that they found. So there's what we were being told to get people vaccinated and the new data coming up, it contradicts what was being told to the population. And this is the data I'm talking about is on the CDC website that just came out two days ago. And that was in Maine? Did you say Maine? That was, no, that was in, um, in Massachusetts at Barnes Table County. It's in Barnes. Uh, I can share the link on the on here. It's in Barnes Table, um, Massachusetts. And yeah. out of the three, out of the four hundred sixty people uh, infected with the virus, three hundred forty six of them they were vaccinated. So, just looking at it from that point of view, or not point of view, from those facts. Uh, they told the public in the beginning, and it, and 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 I'm I'm basically trying to zero in on our people because it was a campaign directed towards black folks to take the vaccine. They had entertainers, they had sports figures, they had uh, clergy, and a segment of black doctors telling the black public to take these vaccines. And just like you said, Doctor Solomon, uh, they had the impression. They were, they were told that if they take the vaccine, they could take their masks off and it would protect them from this virus. Now they come out here a couple of days ago saying that vaccinated people is spreading the virus. Uh, vaccinated people are catching this virus. So what, 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 what is the purpose of the vaccine? Now it's just down to if you end up catching the virus, 
you won't be hospitalized or seriously hospitalized. What, what, you know, by lies being told in the beginning, you have to tell more things to try to cover this up. Help our people understand exactly what's going on from your perspective. Uh, being that this hasn't been used in human population, I, you can see that there's mistakes being made. But talk about it from the, the uh, I guess, the biological point of it so people can maybe understand exactly what's going on. Yes, uh, Dr. Solomon, you want me to take a stab at that first or you want to talk about it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, so in the beginning, like, like I mentioned, the this the study itself was flawed. The studies themselves were flawed. If you if you're going to tell somebody that you're giving them a vaccine and you want to see if it works, you don't you don't give it to them and say go away. And if you don't come back, you didn't get the virus and it worked. And not only did it work, it's 95% effective. And I'm putting quotations up uh, as I say that. It, you cannot say that it was 95% effective. For, first of all, even, even when you enrolled people on the study, you never tested any of those people to see whether they had COVID already in the first place. Because if they had COVID already in the first place, they would have, um, they would have mounted an immune response and they wouldn't catch the, the, the disease again anyway. And so I say this to say that one reason why we're finding that people are catching various strands, like the Lambda variant, the uh, Delta variant, there was even a Beta variant, and then Alpha variant was uh, the one that came out of the UK. Uh, when you say When you see people catching the various variants, it's just that the vaccines that they said were so protective were not as protective as they said they were going to be. And I'm, I'm not even going to say that the vaccines had no protection. They may have had some protection, but we don't know what the true numbers are. I, I would estimate them to be between six, 50 and 60%. I, I think there's some protection, but viruses mutate anyway. Viruses always mutate. The problem that we have and what we see is that it's globalization. It's that you, you, the United States said, okay, we're going to vaccinate everybody here. And knowing that we have people due to colonialism, due to imperialism, traveling all over the world and coming back and going back, back and forth. And that's spreading the variants around because General, the general populations of people throughout the world are contracting the virus and some of them are contracting it and getting over it. But the virus is doing what the virus does. The virus's job is to mutate and survive. Our job is to prevent ourselves from getting the virus, whether that's through social distancing, whether that's through vaccine, whether that's from contracting the virus itself, and mounting immune responses and living from it. The virus has a job and we have a job. And the virus is doing its job, creating these variants, and there will be more. And we have to do what we need to do to, to uh, fight it. If I may, 
Yeah, and uh, I'm I'm definitely confused about this. So, mm-hmm. is the mutation occurring naturally just because of the of the virus, or is the mutation occurring because of, to adapt to the vaccine, which is to to deal with the virus? Mm-hmm. That that's a very good question, I, and the answer to that is both. The the virus wants to survive, so the virus is going to figure out how the the body our body is working to fight against it 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 kind of it downrates some it downregulates some of our t cells it can downrate some of our b cells it can play funky roles in trying to uh downrate even interferon because our our own body when a when a virus goes into our body our bo- body can send out warnings to other cells called interferon and the virus can, in some cases, can have ways of downregulating that or downregulating our, our T cells. It's doing a lot of funky things. Even when this virus came out, as you, as you know, there were people that contracted the virus and many of them didn't, didn't have symptoms. And even the ones that did have symptoms. And I, I want to tell the story about, um, a gentleman in Hong Kong that that contracted the virus and he was hospitalized. And then after he was hospitalized, he was pretty bad off. He got over the virus. He tested twice and he, he didn't show any PCR for it. And he traveled. And then w- when he came back from his travels, he had gone to Spain. And when he came back from Spain, they recognized that he, he, he had to test to get back in. They recognized that he had the virus. Once he got back, that virus that that single man had, just one single man, the virus had 24 to 26 uh, what we call codons. That's, uh, those are codes in DNA. DNA tell what to make, and it's based on a code. And, it, and, it, and, it like, and the code is A to T and G to C. That, that means adenine to thymine, uh, guanine to cytos- uh, cytosine. Those are DNA codes. His codes were 24 to 26 different. Could you imagine with the amount of people in India that are catching catching a virus or throughout the world? I don't want to pick on India. Throughout the world, it's replicating and mutating all the time. All the time. Wow. Oh, boy. Uh. Let, let, let me, uh, Dr. Salmon, Professor Jefferson, that uh, lamb, Lambda, I think I pronounced it right, variant that they, they have said that have come out of South America. Um, I remember when you were on before, you talked about AstraZeneca doing their clinical trials in South America, in Brazil, in fact. Mm-hmm. Um is it possible that this variant that have sprung out from South America is in relation to that particular uh, or those vaccine trials that was held in South America? Uh, no, I, I don't think that the variant, the Lambda variant was caused by the vaccine. Okay. I, I think the, the Lambda variant, and I don't even like the, 
the reason why they give them certain names because certain certain mutations last longer than others. Some some mutations are duds. Some mutations make the virus weaker. Some mutations make them neutral. Some make them stronger. But some some mutations are are consistent and they consistent and so you can test them you say okay this is the codons that i see here it's almost like your name is elliot booker and the codons that i see it may it may be missing a t it may be elia elia or or, uh booker with it's missing an r it but it's very very similar and then there's some codons that you, you, you won't even recognize. It may be an L in there. It may be an F. It may be a Z in there. And then you may see an LL. You have an L in your name. But the order is different. Those are duds. Those don't work. But sometimes the virus gets it just right to the point where, okay, we just tricked the human system with this one. And we're going to keep on replicating just like that. And, and, and that's, that's why you're getting Lambda. That's why you're getting Delta. That's why we had Alpha when we had the UK uh, 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 variant, the first one that came out. Then they had the one in South Africa came out. I think that was Beta. Uh, All the alphabets in a minute. (laughs) Right, right. They they stopped. The the reason why, at first they were starting, they were naming them after countries and then they took it to the World Health Organization and they realized that that could could, uh, turn out to be a little bit uh, racially biased, you know, when you start naming countries and saying that it's, it's coming from this country uh, or create xenophobia. So they say, okay, we're going to start naming them by letters and uh, Greek letters at that. And so that's, that's where we came. That's how they came up with that. Uh, but I, I don't think that the, the mutation was caused by the, the uh, vaccine that they did in AstraZeneca. Now they did some shady things, in the research in uh, AstraZeneca in Latin America, you know, by, by holding off on the dosage, they, they gave a higher dosage at first in Latin America that they didn't give in the UK. They did some shady things. And then they said it was an accident. It wasn't an accident. Um, but did that cause the Lambda? I, I doubt it. Okay. Okay. Um, Professor Jefferson, Dr. Solomon, the, a lot of our people have taken, well, I don't want to say a lot, a percentage of our people have taken uh, both shots of of the vaccines that they have here, uh, both Pfizer and Moderna, and some of them have taken the single shot of the Johnson. What do you recommend, being that you said that these, uh, these uh, quote-unquote vaccines have never been used in human population before, what do you recommend to our people that have taken these shots and when the government, because it's, it's eventually coming, when they yeah. say that you need a booster, come in and get it. What do you, just from your medical and professional opinions, what do you recommend to them? Yeah, I, I want to say really clear, do not take the messenger RNA vaccines. That's Pfizer and Moderna. I'm, I'm sure I'm going to get a lot of <laughs> splack for that, for that. But I, I, I mean that for the people. I, I would not give a dog that because it right now it's not tested far enough i think there could be ribosomal misreads and long-term safety data is not out there on it uh i i do i will say this uh, about 
that point that I made. If this was Ebola and we needed to get a fast vaccine out and messenger RNA can get it out fast, I would be jumping in front of anybody on this call to get it. But because this is because this is COVID, is a uh, it can kill, but it's relatively mild. The mortality rate is not as high for it. I, I would not take a messenger RNA vaccine until it's not even approved, until it's approved and until it has safety, and it doesn't. So don't take those. The the one that uh, the Johnson and Johnson is out there now, and it uses the adenovirus and adenovirus of a chimpanzee. So the DNA of that wouldn't uh, wouldn't have would have a less chance than AstraZeneca's that utilizes human DNA to kind of join with your DNA and alter your DNA. And if it alters your DNA, it can make it can make your do, DNA do some some things that we don't even know what it would make it do. Because if it changes the the actual uh, codons that I mentioned, we don't we don't know what proteins form proteins that would make. So at this point, I would recommend if if anybody was in a crunch, they had to take it. They I would recommend the Johnson Johnson vaccine. But what I really recommend is for people to sort of wait until you can uh, wait until the the Novavax is coming out. That's a protein-based vaccine. And then uh, there's a vaccine that's being established in uh, at uh, Baylor College that is using a protein base as well. I, I would recommend those over any of the ones out there out there now. Yeah, and I would like to add also, people talk about as if the solution is a vaccine. We have a, we forget about our own immune system that has been saving us and fighting for this for people who are asymptomatic. But also there are some treatment methods that are being approved right now. The Regeneron, uh, the Ivermectin, all of this have been showing 200% of saving lives. There's a lot of studies coming out, even if you catch it, that would save your life. So instead of uh, having those vaccine messenger RNA that are new technology, which we don't even know what are the side effects, long-term side effects, why don't we wait until we have more information instead of getting a surge boost? Also, when we have other method of treatment that are coming up that have shown in saving life. Yes, absolutely, Dr. Solomon. No, I, I wanted to get those two. Uh, I wanted to, if, uh, if I can, I wanted to get those two names again, um, Dr. Solomon, of the ones that you said that are are, are coming out. Um, oh, one is uh, ivermectin. There is a, a study that has shown on uh, saving recovery on 200% actually that's also published uh, showing ivermectin. And, uh, that's the, the Israeli study, right? Yes. Dr. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And, and Regeneron, I think maybe I'm pronouncing it right, is the uh, treatment that was given for the former Trump. president. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was yeah. given to him. Now it's already FDA approved for treatment on for human treatment. Mm-hmm. So that could also be used as a monoclonal antibody treatment. Yeah. And, and and if I can go uh, go back to because we um we we just were in, we've been in conversation about this and y'all have mentioned both of you have mentioned this that is interesting to me. Um, are you saying 
and this was what was told us, if we had not taken any vaccine, that the immune response, um, take, not taking away the devastation, of, you know, the personal devastations of people who experience and, you know, loved ones and all, but yes. the immune response, the natural immune response to the, to the virus, if we would have let it go on its course, um, possibly mm-hmm. would have taken care of itself taking care of it itself. Am I hearing you say that? I I, I am say, saying that, you know, you, you, the nothing beats the natural immunity, particularly for this disease, because it's not one of those diseases that has a, a very, very high mortality rate and fast mortality rate. And, you know, and we see that most, a lot of people are asymptomatic. So, the natural immunity provides more coverage. And, I, and what I mean by that is that the S-spike protein on the virus is only one of, of let's say, M-E-N-S, only one of four spikes, excuse me, four proteins on that virus. You know, it, 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 um, it, you have the M-spike, you have the E-spike, the N, and the S-spike. Now, when your immune system looks at things it looks at all of it and so if if you were to contract the virus uh, or, or be exposed to it again after you have the virus your recognition is greater because you recognize more than what the, the virus what the vaccine would recognize and in that sense that that kind of leads to the the two of your earlier points in that does that strengthen the virus in order to be able to say, okay, well, we know that trick. That's that S spike. But, you know, we, we, we've adjusted to that. But the, 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 uh, the, the natural immunity would be able to adjust also to that. So, 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 yes, I think that natural immunity, when it comes to COVID, I, I would say, is would be more effective. I, I do say, like in some viruses, like Ebola, like I mentioned, <laughs> you know, if you can get a vaccine, the faster you can get one, the better, uh, because it's good night mostly if you if you you contract that. And so, so I, I'll end right there. And can also, you want to tell about the the study that was published, how people infected with COVID and survived, they have a long-term immunity for, for that, that they developed, that study that was published. Yeah, so so we, there was a study, and, and, and I, don't, I don't have it in front of me. I said it on the Dirty Beaker series. We'll dig it out. There, there was a study where they looked at uh, T-cell immunity, and they looked at uh, T-cell immunity that was mounted by, uh, by these people that were on this cruise ship. And is, is that the study you're talking about, Dr. Solomon? Yes. Yeah, so the, the Royal Caribbean cruise ship. And so they they recognized that some people uh, did so much better that it was like uh, 80% of the people did not even have any symptoms. And they were wondering, like, like what happened? What, what happened? And so they looked at their T-cells. And we recognize that T cells can last for years 
whether whereas antibodies that you would mount from the S spike protein that you put in a vaccine only last for about six months. Um, or even the antibodies we mount from the, the virus itself may only last for six months. But you have memory T cells and memory B cells, and they last for years. So with these with these people, they recognize that those people had been exposed to coronaviruses before corona, uh, uh, COVID-19. Because, of course, corona, uh, uh, COVID-19 is only one of many types of coronaviruses. And they're very similar. The, and the, the coronavirus that uh, came out for the SARS-1 and then it was MERS, these people had been exposed to that. And they mounted a, uh, and their T cells remembered it, and they they never had any problem. So so this is the case. Now I, I will say this: that elderly people have a deficit in T cells. The older you get, the less effective your T cells are in the response that your T cells have. So I don't want to be totally totally against vaccines. That's not what we're trying to say as scientists. Vaccines do have a role. They can't play a role in controlling viruses but that's not the only thing that control that, that will control virus and that's not in the conversation you hear where, where biden will come out or all, most of media will say the only protection you have is through the, the vaccine and that that's an outright lie in that people it totally disregards the fact that you've had even by cdc standards 35 million people they say had COVID. And we know because of tests that were inaccurate and then early on with COVID, you didn't even have tests. So if you, if you know that 35 million actually had COVID, it has to be triple to four times that amount. And, and, and many of those people, if it's triple to four times that amount, you're getting up to the numbers of 120 to 140 million people that have had it already anyway, that have mounted an immune response better than that of any vaccine that could ever come out. And I would debate any scientist in the entire planet on that point. We're in conversation with a pharmacologist, global clinical research biotechnologist, Professor Lewis Jefferson, and biomedical research scientist, Dr. Metasabia Solomon. COVID-19, the variants, any questions that you have in relation to these Give us a call, 215-490-9832. That's 215-490-9832. Let's go to 267. 267. Hey, good evening, uh, Elliot. Good evening, Richard. And I want to say good evening to your two guests. Um, I, I, I'm in total agreement from what I'm hearing. Uh, what, I, what I am calling about, and I'm going to make it sort of short because I know people are looking for, you know, they're looking for this type of information. I heard a scientist. Now, I'm not sure how true it is, but it might be some truth in this. They said with the mRNA vaccine, it ramps up your immune system to start fighting with what's ever there. Um, but this could be dangerous because in the long run, after that wears off, your immune system is maybe weaker, and this could risk something like acquired immune deficiency syndrome. Is there any truth to that? And I do have two more uh, things I would like to ask. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, With the messenger RNA vaccines, it mounts an immune response to the S spike. And the the problem that I see in it is is kind of reversed from that. But I I see your point. but, But my point is that because it mounts an immune response, it ramps up the immune response almost like a, a autoimmune disease where your your immune response is hyperactive, not underactive. And, and because it does that, sometimes uh, the S-spike can mount these what we call cytokines. And these are like immune response proteins that last and linger. And they're finding even in research that long haulers, people that have COVID for long periods of time, they have symptoms of fever, fatigue, not fever, but mostly fatigue, uh, achiness. Uh, This long haul effect happens also with the vaccines because the vaccine, the the S-spike protein can can linger on in the macrophages. And the the macrophages do do two things. The, the, uh, The macrophage engulfs a virus or a bacteria or a fungus, or in this case, the S-spike, and then it goes into the tissue and becomes a monocyte so that it can kind of scavenge the area and take anything else out and then leave again. The messenger, with the messenger RNA vaccines currently out today, those macrophages are lingering inside as mono, monocytes longer than what the monocyte would normally normally do and it's creating a long haul effect so so in answer to your point is that there are some other deleterious effects that are happening with our immune system even from the vaccine but i don't see it as being a dampened down immune effect i see it as being a heightened immune effect at least that's what i'm seeing in research so far and and um, I'll I'll stay on it and see if I see anything else that you just mentioned. Okay, number two, I have to just you know, and I know I have to repeat this for the listeners. And I know you saw the same study because you said that you've seen this before. Mm-hmm. The majority of people who suffer from the coronavirus are vitamin D deficient. There yeah, was we a study yeah. in the University of Chicago, yes. and yes. there were other studies. And they all, I mean, it was almost like 90% of yes. the people that suffered were yes. vitamin D deficient. Yes, so yes. that's another thing. I, 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 I And, and uh, ivermectin. I'm glad that you and Dr. Solomon brought that up because yes. uh, I have a friend. And my friend told me they came down with COVID. Mm-hmm. And their doctor, they have an honest doctor. And mm-hmm. the doctor prescribed them ivermectin. And they mm-hmm. said within a day or two mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. <laughs> So, you know, I mean, yes. well, yeah, I, yes. I, I appreciate both of y'all coming on here tonight and sharing this stuff with the listeners because we need real information. We cannot look at that garbage that's coming from the boob tube any longer. Yes. We see yes. that's a propaganda campaign. Yes. So, uh, yeah. We, we appreciate what, what you just said about that vitamin D is something that we didn't even mention again this time. But yes, you know, studies do show that most of the people that, that contracted COVID and, and had 
death from it and had uh, deleterious bad symptoms were vitamin D deficient. So that's extremely important. And then what you uh, mentioned about ivermectin. One, one thing I want to say about ivermectin, COVID is a disease of timing. And some things that you prescribe for it are better depending on the time. And, and with ivermectin, I want everybody that's listening um, to to know, watch it. If they have any symptoms of COVID, immediately talk to your uh, physician about it. And you want to get prescribed with ivermectin early on in the, in the disease. If it lingers on, say say you got bad COVID and you started getting pneumonia, then ivermectin can be detrimental. You know, so so it, it's like it's a, it's a matter of timing. So it, with COVID, and even what Doctor Solomon mentioned uh, with uh, uh, with the one from Regeneron, there's a, a drug I can't think of the name of it right now, but it's it's with um, it's from Regeneron. That one is a monoclonal antibody, and again, early on, it can work work very effectively against COVID. But if you give it later, it can create some problems. All right. I appreciate your time, sir. I appreciate you and Dr. Solomon. Um, I just want to thank you. And thanks a lot, Elliot and Richard. I'll be listening. All right. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you for your call. Let's go to another uh, 267. 267? Yes, uh, Brother Elliot and Brother Richard and Dr. Jefferson, um, Professor Jefferson and, and Dr. Solomon, uh, you articulately expressed to us so well you know, and alerting us to what is going on. Now, um, the brother before me talked about the vitamin D deficiency. Should we? Should I add with the vitamin zinc? Is zinc good with adding the vitamin D? That's one thing I want to say. The other thing, sir, you were talking about um, a new vaccine that may be coming out that may be able to help. That's vegetable base, right? And um, I'm also going to say this to you. Uh, Professor Jefferson, you articulately always use the Greek alphabet so well. Are you a fraternal brother? Are you a fraternal brother? <laughs> because obviously I use it. Sound like you've been online before. <laughs> yeah. Yes, yes, brother. Yeah, I, I, I am uh, of the I can tell. of the of I the last tell. alphabet in the fraternity. <laughs> oh, oh, well, I happen to, I happen to be a Kappa from I said, I said, this guy right here is a fraternal member. What, what <laughs> yeah. fraternity? What, what fraternity? What fraternity? Uh, o- Omega. Omega. Sci-fi. Okay, I'm a Kappa man. I have yeah, to right on. Same, same date, but just different organization. Thank exactly. You. Yeah, peace to the noobs, <laughs> you know. For, yeah, really. thank you. A pe- a good, good, good peace to the to the cues. We're doing the best we can. I'm going to say yes. to you, sir, so a new vaccine, you said it's vegetable-based. So can you explain more on that? And uh, the zinc was the vitamin D. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, actually, I didn't mention the one that's vegetable-based, but there is one. And and it's funny you should mention that. That one is that one's coming out. It's called a Mercola, where they use they're using plants to manufacture the S-spike protein. So they're not using any DNA. I think that would be phenomenal. And I I think that one's coming out uh very very soon. The, the name begins with an M. And, uh, and Dr. Solomon, if if you have a little bit of time, you maybe Google that, and so we can give them the actual name for that. Because and, and a lot of times they they promote that along with Novavax. You know, sometimes they, but it begins with an M. It's called 
Mercala or, or something like that. But I, I'm very fascinated by that technology, and it's coming out, uh, and it's protein-based. It's not DNA. It's not uh, RNA technology. It's using the S-spike protein, and they're, they're making a – they're uh, reestablishing that protein to place inside of, uh, you know, a compound and, and, and expose it to your body so you mount an immune response to the S-spike protein. So, so that's that. And then uh, what you mentioned about zinc. Zinc is uh, very important. So, I, again, what I mentioned about timing is that if you think that you're exposed to COVID or if you're, you think you may be coming down with it, that's the time to take zinc um, because you don't want to just be taking a lot of zinc routinely because you can get it in your foods like uh, ginger and uh, garlic and these are uh, good uh, forms of zinc Um, but zinc yeah take it because zinc allows for uh, it it aids in the manufacturing of uh, what they call tempress so when the when the virus wants to get into the cell the only way that it can act, it can it, it can actually intrude into the cell, but this tempress has to has to cut it off. It's almost like say you're you're sewing your pants and you have a needle and you're taking a needle and thread through your pants, needle and thread through your pants. Uh, it's only going to work unless you eventually cut the needle off and tie the knot. And so tempress is is a protein that sits on your cell. And zinc helps to cut the tempress in order for the virus to get in. I mean, zinc can stop the tempress from allowing the, the, the virus to get in. Zinc can stop the tempress. And so that's why zinc is very, very important. And it's very astute uh, for you to mention that. Uh, Thank Dr. You very Solomon, much, Dr. Solomon sent me the, the name of that drug, that other vaccine is called Medicago. That's M as in Mary, E as in Edward, D as in David, I as in Ike, C as in Charlie, A as in Alphabet, G as in George, and O as in Oscar. So that's the one. So that's the yep. one that may, may that you that may be prescribed that you feel is those safe. I'm just saying we're not going to take that on face value. I'm not saying that. In this, I know you experiment like everybody, but I take you two as being professionals. Is that about the best one? Is there anything to happen? Well, I think it will be. This one is not out yet. This is a. This is the one that you mentioned. That's um, that's plant a, it's plant based. Yeah, they're currently doing on phase three trials, so we're still waiting for the data. We don't have all the information on that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for your contribution. It was a pleasure. All right. Indeed. Thank, thank, you. thank you so much, brother. Indeed. Uh. Professor Jefferson, you mentioned that uh, because along with my vitamin D, I take zinc, and I take yes. it every day. So mm-hmm. you're saying that uh, it shouldn't be taken every day? You, you can you can get a little zinc overload. Um, how, how much zinc do you take? She uh, put it at the twenty uh, mg. I, I don't have the bottle in front of me, but uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I don't think. I mean, if you just you taking one one tablet, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're fine. Like okay. some some people can overdo it with zinc. They say, "Oh, okay, I'm going to take zinc three times a day," and you know, get yourself sick. But I, I think uh, one a day would be fine. And and it, when you take the zinc, you're taking it with vitamin C too, right? Yes. Like, or you're getting vitamin C in. So that I think the 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 combination of zinc and and C is a good combination. Okay. 
Uh, one other thing I, I want to bring up before we uh, uh, take a brief break. The, um, you know what, uh, we're at 8 o'clock. This is what we'll do. We'll take a brief break, and when we come back, uh, there's a couple more calls on the line, and we'll go to them. Uh, okay, and, and and brother Booker, can we uh we we have to do another session right around eight thirty for that that kidney thing I was telling you about. Okay, uh, so well, we'll can try, we yeah we'll do we'll break twenty minutes. Yeah, we'll break before that. We'll break okay, before okay, that. okay. Uh, thank you. But uh, callers, get involved while they're still here with us. You can reach them by dialing two one five four nine zero nine eight three two. That's two one five four nine zero ninety eight thirty two. We got a couple callers who'll be waiting when we come back from break. Time for an awakening. We'll be right back. Listening to Time for an Awakening. Time for an Awakening with host Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at Time for an Awakening at gmail.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American-owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowner's insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. RG Electrical Inspections provides electrical inspections for realtors, licensed electricians, and homeowners. Licensed and insured underwriter, serving Philadelphia and surrounding area. Call today, 484-268-9837. Escape the digital plantation. Abibitumi.com, Abibitumi.tv, Abibitumi.tv.com, Abibitumi.store are here for you. You are ready to be free of non-African social media. Don't run from danger, run to safety. Abibitumi.com is here for you. You are ready to be free of digital plantations to control your own products. Abibitumi.store is here for you. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, Black Power, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. The only word you need to know to join your global Kometsu Black family, to join your interconnected Kometsu Black communities, escape the digital plantation now. Abibitumi.com, Abibitumi.tv, Abibitumi.tv.com, Abibitumi.store. We are here for you. Escape the digital plantation. Welcome back 
to Time for an Awakening. We're in conversation this evening with pharmacologist, global clinical research biotechnologist, Professor Lewis Jefferson, and biomedical research scientist, Dr. Metasavia Solomon. COVID-19, the, the, uh, the variants, any questions that you have in relation to uh, what's going on, give us a call at 215-490-9832. That's 215-490-9832. Uh, we'll go to the phones in a second, and I kind of wanted to get uh, get uh, both of you back on because of the time we have left with you. D- Dr. Solomon, a uh, question for you, because you mentioned before when the caller mentioned about the ivermectin, um, a couple of things I wanted your medical opinion on and, and uh, Professor Jefferson, the same thing, because y- you've been looking worldwide and seeing what's going on. Um, and, and, and this is mainly for the listening audience, uh, for knowledge base. Um, we aired the, um, the Cuban ambassador to the UN. Uh, we were invited as time for weakening media to be a part of the, uh, address that he made. And uh, we were some of the media that was there. And he stated uh, about the, because we already knew that they were using uh, interferons uh, to help uh, with this uh, outbreak of COVID-19. But three other vaccines had been developed in Cuba. And we seen the protest uh, a couple of weeks ago. And the American media was saying that the people were screaming that they wanted the vaccines which gives people impression here that they wanted Pfizer, Moderna, or AstraZeneca, uh, or Johnson and Johnson. Uh, what the, the the UN ambassador said is that the U.S. block, because of this blockade, has blocked them from getting the hypodermics. And I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Needed to inject uh, the vaccine into people, and it's been difficult for them to get the medical supplies because it's been blocked by the blockade by the United States. So I just, you know, I, I thought that was uh, interesting for our people to understand what's really going on when they hear a lot of this stuff and they don't know what's really going on behind the scenes. But the reason I mention that is because of the vaccines that they have come up with, uh, some of the natural uh, medicines that are used on the continent in Tanzania, Madagascar, Zimbabwe, uh, what is your opinion on some of the things the, the World Health Organization said that uh, some of these things, cl- clinical trials wasn't done on them, but uh, we've had centuries of, uh, of, uh, of uh, evidence so far that a lot of these things work. Uh, Dr. Solomon, Professor Jefferson, what is your opinion on some of the things that are uh, being used in other areas? Uh, in terms of ivermectin or other well, because uh, you had already mentioned ivermectin, but I'm talking about the, the vaccines coming out of Cuba, some of the natural uh, uh, medicines that are being used on the continent now. Um, have you seen any research? What, have your, what are your medical opinions on a lot of the things that are being used in other places? Uh, I believe in them. Uh, I don't think we should just, like, uh, at the time when the outbreak was just uh, in China, most of them, they were using their herbal treatment and it was working. And there are published papers showing the accuracy of that. So if we accept the treatment, the natural medicine treatment in China, why are we disregarding the one coming in from Africa, Tanzania, Madagascar? Why are we disregarding them? 
without even seeing what the data looks like. We know how much data is being censored right now. So I'm all for any natural treatment as much as possible. So I'm not going to do, I grew up in Ethiopia and I have been treat. I have taken natural treatment and it has healed me. <laughs> so I'm not going to disregard anything that is not coming from produced in a lab. It, natural uh, herbs, uh, or roots that that could be healing for us. So I'm all for that. I'm not going to disregard them. And as much as we have respect of any Eastern medicine herbs, we should also have the same respect of all the treatment that's going to come from the African continent. We have to respect that and see, okay, why do they say it's coming? Can we, all the African scientists here in the United States and the Western, can we go and show to the world those herbs, those roots that are coming in Africa can be shown to the rest of the world. They're, they're fruitful, they work. Uh, so I think that's, that's where we need to go and need to focus. I, I don't want to say just the Western medicine is the way to go. Actually, we should reverse and go back and see what's working there. Okay. And if you look at it, a lot of people are still fine, surviving without vaccine, and operating without this pandemic, however debilitating it is in the Western, the African continent is functioning. Okay. Um, Professor, is anything on that? Oh, I got another question yeah. I want to ask. Go ahead. Yes, yeah, yeah. I think one is to do clinical trial. That's the, the standard to find out whether something is truly working in science you have to be able to see something happen, see that it happen, and be able to repeat it over and over again the same way. And then you can say that it works or it doesn't work. You know, to say for me to make a judgment about, uh, you know, a, a compound, whether it works or not, I can't say it works or it doesn't work. But I, I will say that I do believe in scientific theory and that you, you have to take things through those rounds in order to really determine whether it works. Did, did, did the drug work or did your natural immune system work? Were you just, in, in this case, were you one of those that were going to get a mild case of COVID anyway? And <laughs> so, so you, can't, you can't say it works unless you've taken it through rigorous, you know, state-art clinical trials. The, the drug that they're talking about from Tanzania, like it's, it's Artemisia, one, one of the ones they're talking about, and Artemisia Noah, and it, and that is similar. It's a drug that they use for malaria. And when you think of ivermectin, ivermectin is a drug that they use for malaria. Okay. And you're finding out that, yes, that that is turning out to work. Start, starting out, the, the data coming out of Israel is strong. It's clinical trial. It works. I don't think that we should suppress clinical trials coming out of Africa. And if, and if, if, if uh, Mogafuli, uh, God rest his soul, uh, felt that it was something that was valuable, I think we should investigate it. We should say, okay, let's do a clinical trial on it and uh, and, and try to do that. So that's my point. Okay. Yes. Uh, Dr. Solomon, the, um, I, I think my real concern, and I'm going to go to these two callers, uh, hold on, I'll get you on, um, is with our women. Um, in your medical opinion, uh receiving these vaccines and boosters, how dangerous is that 
being that it has never, as you, both you said, these things have never been used in human population in mass, you know, used in mass in human population. How dangerous is it for our women to be using this, women of childbearing age, to be using this and possibly affect a unborn child or future children to be born? Talk about the danger of this. Yeah, so we, again, we don't have much information, but I think last time we mentioned that there even the, while well, Pfizer, the report that they gave for the practitioners, for the healthcare practitioners, it shows that people in a childbearing age should not be vaccinated because they don't know how it's going to affect them. So they even claim they don't have any information on that. So I, if I, uh, for women is to be careful to have any information and see what are the data telling them and about their reports of miscarriages. But even Pfizer on their template given to healthcare professionals is uh, not to be given for childbearing women and also for women that are breastfeeding. It's on their template. And I, I'll be happy to share that PDF files that they distributed to healthcare workers. So if I if it was me, I would be more careful and taking those Pfizer and Moderna vaccines because we don't have any information. We don't know what are the long-term effects on that. And they even warned us that saying they don't have any information on your reproductive system. So I would wait on that okay. before, until they say, look at the data. Again, I, I want to go by the science and the data they show us. Even if the manufacturer tells me, I don't have information how it's going to affect you. I would hold on. Let's go to 215. 215. Good, good evening, Brother Elliot, and good evening, Brother Richard, and hello to your two wonderful guests tonight, Professor Jefferson and Dr. Solomon. How y'all doing tonight? Good. How are you? I was, I was on mute. How are you doing, Brother, tonight? Thank you for calling. You're more than welcome. My, my pleasure. You know, I just want to say first, before I talk about the, 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 the I want to thank you, Dr. Professor Jefferson, for encouraging Brother Elliot to keep doing what he's doing. With, with Brother Elliot said he's taking the zinc and the vitamin D every day. I, I, I'm glad Brother Elliot does. I want to see Brother Elliot around for many years to come, and I and I'm, thank you for encouraging him to continue that regimen, because I think with that regimen, I'm not a doctor, but with you, with you, with you and Dr. Solomon's uh, expertise, I think Elliot can't go wrong that way. You know what I'm saying? So, That's right. Thank you. I thank you for that. You know, I just want to say this. Um, when, when Brother Ralph called in earlier, the first call about ivermectin, you know, my doctor, my personal physician, PCP, she she gave me, she prescribed some ivermectin for myself. Now, I don't, I don't have COVID. I tested negative for but she gave it to me as a precaution, you know, down, you know for down the line. And here's the deal. When I was talking to her and, and, and her nurse practitioner, the other week, you know, they told me, they said they've been getting some, some fantastic results from ivermectin. They said a lot of their patients, male and female, even some of the elderly patients, they said they've, they have came down with COVID-19 symptoms. They said ivermectin has worked tremendous for them. They said none of their patients have got any, had any side effects or any problem. It's, it's been working like almost like a miracle cure almost. You know, they've been getting wow. some positive results from it. And, but here's the deal, though, um, uh, Professor Jefferson and Dr. Solomon, she says one of the largest pharmaceutical companies, drug companies with the initials, they uh, refused to, uh, she said refused to, uh, 
that she had to go to another uh, drug company to get them to further prescription. They said they weren't going to do it because they said that same stuff about it's unproven, it's not proven. And she said she just was puzzled because she said she told this white guy who was talking to her from this drug company, she, she said, but in the past, she says, y'all have prescribed morphine for me, opioids, all these things wow. that they're hurt, yes. they hurt and kill people. She, yes. I mean, she was blunt about it. She said, y'all had no problem. You know, feeling that, but yet, yet when it Good comes to her, <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, me and my daughter, she don't bite her tongue. Uh, she don't, she don't, miss, she don't mince words. Doctor Solomon and Professor mm-hmm. Jefferson, she don't mince no words. She told him, she said, I just find it so hypocritical and disingenuous. You will, you will, you will feel things that I don't even personally agree with having, but since you know people needed the the opioids or the or the or the ibu or or the uh, you know the different. Uh, uh, drugs and stuff. Y'all had no these painkillers. Y'all had no problem prescribing that, and that is killing. It got people hooked on that stuff. Y'all have no problem when it comes to somebody ivermectin. You gonna cop on something that's unproven? So she said wow. she just, she just. So she said she pretty much you know read them the ride act, and she hung up the phone, and, and that was that. And she went on to another company that was able to fill her prescriptions. And, mm-hmm. and secondly, uh, the, the media blackout, like 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 you know like right here in Philadelphia. Uh, Professor Jefferson and Dr. Solomon, we have a total blackout on some of the hosts on these stations and stuff on this black radio station and even the media in general. When people call in, it could be even a, a doctor, not somebody, some so-called quack, but I'm talking about respected doctors have called into the station mm-hmm. who got an MD next to the name, a well-respected internal medicine doctor who went to Meharry mm-hmm. University Medical mm-hmm. School. He gets shut off the air because he talked about Things like ivermectin and and other you know natural remedies or something that alternative they get cut off the air by saying oh that's irresponsible I know you're an MD but I can't have you coming on this station you know and trying to influence black people not to get the vaccine our people are dying and we need to get the vaccine and stuff and that's irresponsible you know and and it's cut, cut the person off and I'm saying to myself that is so juvenile and childish and dangerous yes. because again. People should be having the right to hurt both sides, and if they want to, you know, after hurting both sides, if they want to get the 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 the, 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 uh, the what's the name, the ivermectin, and, and the one that you mentioned, Doctor uh, 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 Jefferson, and, and the other ones, the na- other natural remedies, they should have that right. And if they want to, you know, go with the uh, vaccines, the Pfizer and the Moderna, then that's their choice too, because they got to live with it. But the, yes. but the point I'm saying is that they sit there and cut people off because they don't want to. They're not pushing this vaccine, and I noticed that's a push, especially in the black community. Uh, Dr. Jefferson and, and Dr. Salmon, they pushing this vaccine. They, they, you call it with any kind of negativity or any kind of doubt yes, or question. Yes. They don't want to hurt, and that's dangerous for black people. And, and they're using black doctors in a lot of cases, and, and they and, and they're using black hosts to shut down any other kind of you know discussion about any any kind of other alternative treatment. And to me, that's very dangerous. Yes. Yeah. You know, so, so that's what. So, and I, and I just say that in closing, uh, you know, and stuff that this is what this is what we're dealing with in the society. Now it's been a total media uh, shutdown on any other alternative uh, medicine and stuff, you know, or treatment. So I just want to close with that. But anyway, Professor Jefferson and Doctor Summer, I love y'all. Y'all keep doing what y'all doing because y'all a breath of fresh air. And y'all gym to our people, man. Y'all keep doing what you're doing to wake our people, and educate our people, so they can stay healthy and amid this madness out here. And brother, I'll put me a mute and I'll listen to the rest of the show. All right. Thanks. Thank you so much, brother. That was strong. That was strong. Let's go to 646. 646. Good, good afternoon. Evening to all of the people there, Elliot, Richard, and to the guests. Two things. Number one, from what I've observed from what you're saying, um, this vaccine ain't the way to go. 
Now, it seems like there may be some things coming down the pipe that one should think about maybe taking that jab. But I'm sorry to say, but from what I've done observe from what your two guests are saying, man, you need to run from this jab. I'm just going to. I'm just going to keep it real because in this last hour or so, you haven't told me or said anything to me that would ever want me to take the jab. I'm just going <laughs> to be. I'm just going to be straight up. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said and done, all I ask is something that if you notice, as you observe what's going on with this vaccination and what these radio hosts of so-called main media hosts, what they do is, and correct me if I'm wrong, please. They never come on and talk about an alternative for those of us who don't wish to take the jab. That's my first question. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. I mean, it's a mass propaganda to, uh, to take these shots and, and, and part of the propaganda is to get people to believe that there's only one and that they're one and the same. They conflate those. Uh, there are alternatives. Uh, they never mention the fact that you, like I mentioned before, when you look at the numbers of people that they say have already contracted COVID, they're even admitting 35 million. And we know that the tests were very inaccurate. They were, I think it was 219 test companies, that were out somewhere around that number. And out of the 219 test companies, they were only, after it all cleared up, they were only able to validate 16 of those. So you're getting your numbers of who got the vac- who got the virus from that, not let alone the fact that people weren't even reporting, they didn't even know what they had from initially. So if you, if you say that 35 million people actually that you know got the virus, That means somewhere around 140 million people in the United States already had it. And if you have, uh, they said that 60% of the people have been, have received the vaccine. So there you have it. You have herd immunity. So what's, what's the uproar about? Um, they, they suppress the fact that there is a way for people that already had the disease to model immune response to it, and that there are alternatives to getting a vaccine at this point. And there, there is a problem. That's not a free society when, when you do that. And it's not even good health uh, when you do that. There's some sort of reason why they're doing it. Go ahead. But you know the thing that, that, that gets me, and I may be off base, and correct me if I am, here it is. They're giving you a vaccine that they say will not allow you to die, but that you still get the vaccine, but instead of dying, you just be real sick. Now, anybody in their right mind don't want to be sick because I tell you, in all honesty, the worst feeling I ever had in my life was getting water on my lung. That's the closest Mm. thing to death to me. You know what I mean? Now, I was lucky... And, I mean, it's crazy that once they figured out what it was, they gave me a water shot, 
to to drain the liquid from my body and put me on oxygen. But you know something? I caused the effect that's affecting me now mm-hmm. because of it. But mm-hmm. the thing is, they're now saying, well, I'll give you this shot. You may still get the the virus. And the fact of the matter is, what won't happen is you won't die. But then they won't be honest about the fact that you had some people who they gave the vaccination to that lost their hands and feet and all other sorts of problems that the medical society is not telling people. But now my last question to you is this. This is, I believe, the key to the equation. What could we do to prevent from getting the virus and what are some of the protocols? Because you said earlier that if you were to get the virus in the earlier stages, you would take a certain medicine, ask your doctor to give you a certain medicine. So my whole thing is, what could you give to us today, this Mm -hmm. evening, that we could do, like a lot of people come on, thank you, Elliot and Richard, for giving us alternative ideas, vitamin D, zinc, Mm -hmm. vitamin C, you know. So that's that's my question. And listen, man, I want to thank you and I want to thank the sister for having the courage and to jeopardize your careers. Let's yeah. let's be clear. I know you yep. jeopardizing your, your career <laughs> yep. by yep. putting yep. forward yep. this this information. But I say this to you: the Creator will protect you, and the people will protect you. Because listen, man, you got to get this information out. Because what these media people are really doing to us, they're killing us. In all yeah. honesty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're you're right, and I, and I thank you so much, brother, for that uh, enthusiasm and and, and that divine statement in, in the Creator and, and the people, because we we live for the Creator and the people, and uh, we have to tell the truth. And we thank uh, Time for Awakening for allowing us to be a part of the awakening. Uh, as far as a uh, something to do prophylactically to prevent COVID, one is to make sure that you get a lot of sunlight. Um, get outside, keep great ventilation in your houses. And, and if you're working inside, making sure that there's great ventilation in there where you, you have air recirculating two times per hour, you know, like the circulation speeds are good. That's one thing. One is to, you know, continually do the hand washing and, and that sort of thing. Also, again, vitamin D, keeping those at levels of 2,500 to 50 uh uh, 2,500 to 5,000 uh, units IU. Um, but if you do have things like sarcoidosis, talk to your doctor about that because you don't want too much uh, vitamin D if you have that situation going on. Uh, the other would be what we call carcinin. Carcinin, you can you can buy in health stores. It begins with a Q. Q U E T R. It's Q U E R T I N. Kercetin, I think I, I think I spelled it right, yes. and and uh, you can get that in red onions. It comes in capers. Uh, so those are the types of foods that you can eat to get it. But you can buy it in health food store, and that helps to um, prevent the COVID from entering in the cell and allowing for 
zinc to do its job. Uh, Kyrcidin is important. Uh, let's see. Uh, NAC uh, is uh, N-acetylcysteine, which is a, a, a protein or amino acid base that can prevent clots. If you think you have COVID, you definitely want to have NAC because NAC can prevent clots. It, it also, uh, uh, because of the, the sulfur bond that it breaks in uh, the clotting factors, it, that's why it's very, very helpful. Uh, you can get that in a health food store. And uh, we mentioned zinc, uh, of course, and I think those are, are, are great ones to, to start mm-hmm. with to prevent it. And I think you, you, you can find yourself in good shape if you uh, handle those regimens and get exercise. Oh, the last one is sleep to make sure that you get seven to eight hours of sleep and your sleep. If you go to bed between the hours of 10 PM and wake up when the sun rises, the, the earlier you can go to bed at 10 PM uh, is the better because sleep had, plays a major role in uh, preventing all viruses, including COVID. Uh, and the, the corn syrup as well, like uh, the so that if you're taking the vitamin D. Right, right. One thing, yeah, to, to mention, like uh, to inv- avoid high fructose corn syrup because high fructose corn syrup prevents the vitamin D to work. It has a, it has an enzyme that shuts off, uh, I think it's uh, 524 hydroxy uh, hydroxylase. 524 hydroxylase is the enzyme that prevents for uh, the uh, 25 hydroxy vitamin D3 to work in your body. So, yes, uh, Dr. Salman, thank you for mentioning that. The, make sure, like syrups, uh, sugary drinks, like I mentioned before, orange juice. I got Brother Elliot in an uproar because he was thinking he had to get rid of his oranges. But it's the orange, <laughs> but it's the orange juice, apple juice, uh, all these sort of juices that you can, uh, they'll juice you to death, literally. Uh, don't drink any of that because it interferes with, with vitamin D. And, and look at the labels on your food. If it has high fructose corn syrup, don't eat it or don't drink it. And there you go. Professor Jefferson, Dr. Salmon, I want to thank you for being with us. I kept you a little over. Listen, before you go, give me that those last two. You said curatin? Kerosidin, yeah, and I didn't spell it really well either. I'm thinking I'm going to write it out so I can spell it right because uh, this is a trickery. Kerosidin. Okay, and that, and that other one. That okay, you so, got. yep, so it's Q as in quiet, mm-hmm. U as in Ulysses, E as in Edward, R as in Rita, C as in Charlie, E as in Edward, T as in Tango, I as in Ike, and as in Nancy. Good. Okay, that's that's kerosidin. And the other one was in acetyl, acetyl cysteine, and it's abbreviated NAC. And uh, do you want me to spell it? I can spell it too. Uh, no, 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 I got it. Yeah, in acetyl cysteine. Okay. Uh, it's very, very good at, you know, like if you think you have it. Now, that's, that's one that you don't want to take every day. But if you think you've been exposed, you have uh, anything going on in that sense, make sure that you start a regimen of that. Good. Uh, uh, listen, but uh, give me one, uh, four or four. You got a question that you can get in quickly? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Yeah. Ellie, you know me, man. Bro, I'm coming from the attorney with knowledge, man. My man Tiffany know what I'm talking about. Hey, look here, doc. I'm glad yes. y'all did y'all research. 
I'm glad y'all did y'all research on ibuprofen, man. Okay, because last time y'all y'all said y'all had to do research, but when I talked, yeah, that's right. Yeah. You're right. You're the brother that said you're yeah. absolutely right, brother. Yes, that's right. Yes, you got you got us yes, together sir. on that. Yes, sir. I got some more research for y'all, man. Okay. What you got now? Yeah, I, well, I cured I cured my uh, high blood pressure uh, eating watermelon with seeds, uh, blackberries and cherries with the pit. I ate all that. And my Mohawk doctor couldn't believe how my blood pressure got back to normal, all right, because mm-hmm. of that. He was shocked, man, because he wanted me to take the same thing he taking. But look mm-hmm. here. I also talked to my doctor about some more discoveries called Radio Onyx, man. I want y'all to check out Radio Onyx the next time y'all come on here. And then I, the last thing I want to talk to y'all about, you know they're curing kidney stones and gallstones with sound. Y'all know that, right? Oh, uh, they've done that for a while, but yes. And it's a sister at Morehouse. She came up with a cure for cancer using laser, man. So the new medicine going to be radioonic, man. So that's what the next mm-hmm. thing. Y'all come on here next time. That's the future, man, with this sound and light, man. That's the future, yes, bro. I'm telling y'all, man. And yes. I'm going to leave it like that. I appreciate you having Let me get in and talk to the doctors. Because, hey, I want to talk to y'all. Well, let me ask you something, Doc. What's it? And the lady from Ethiopia. Okay, I'm 63. So what's the good? a natural cure for a excessive urination, man. What's, what, what can I take for that? Because I don't want to take that medicine. They got me on some Flormax and Thomasil. Mm-hmm. So what's, what, what's, what's the cure for that, man, naturally, uh, my sister, doctor, y'all? Because I'm going to look it yeah, up and so, find sometimes, it. Yeah, sometimes it just depends on where it's from. You, you, want, you, you want to make sure that you, your blood sugar is regulated so you, you don't have any sort of Diabetes, right? Your A1C. What is your A1C? My A1C normal, man. God, to my it's normal. Okay, normal. okay. So, so then, uh, the other thing I would check is uh, the the prostate, whether it's uh, 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 hyper uh, hypertrophic uh, prostate, meaning that is larger than what it should be. And it doesn't have to be cancerous, but it could be larger, and that cre- creates something. So. One, one, two things that are good in trying to help to control that would be uh, eating lots of broccolini and broccoli, eating, uh, okay. uh, drink, drinking uh, cranberry juice, but not with any sugar in it. This is like non-sugar cranberry juice. And the other one, a real good one is uh, uh, pomegranate juice, but none, no okay. sugar in it or eat pomegranates. Uh, these, these are right, I'm pretty uh, good. Some broccoli now. Yeah, good, good for it. And then, of course, uh, make sure you're eat, eating your garlic and and, uh, and that. Well, listen, I think if there's anything else I could say about that. Uh, I eat yeah, that, garlic. Doc. Everything I put on, I put garlic on everything I put. Man, everything that, I put, that, I put that's very that's, that's very good that, that you're doing that. Um, All right. Yeah. Thanks for your call. We kept them a little over. I appreciate it, Doc. All, All right. Peace. All right. Thank you. God bless y'all. God bless you. you too. Thank you. Professor Jefferson, Dr. Solomon, thanks for being with us. I'm sorry, keeping you a little over, but, uh. Yeah, we got, we got to jump to our other <laughs> session now, but, but thank you. So this is beautiful always. Anytime you need us, we're, we're there for you, brother Ellie. You do a, a, a blessed, valuable work. You and, 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 uh, and my brother Richard. Yeah, great work. Thank we'll you for having us. We'll talk to you soon. Thank, thank you. you. All right. Okay, bye bye. We're going to take a brief break, and when we come back, well, I guess we'll spend the rest of the time in open forum. You can get involved in the conversation by dialing 215-490-9663.
215-490-9832. Time for an awakening. We'll be right back. Listening to Time for an Awakening. Time for an Awakening with host Brother Elliot and Brother Richard on Time for an Awakening Media, part of the Black Talk Radio Network. For podcasting or live program scheduling, hit them up at Time for an Awakening at gmail.com. All Insurance Incorporated, an African-American owned and operated insurance agency and business for over 20 years, located at 231 Southeastern Road in Glenside, PA, with other offices in Germantown and West Philadelphia. Call now for commercial insurance quotes, homeowners insurance quotes, automobile insurance quotes, notary and tax services, representing over 15 major A-rated insurance companies, offering a discount on all notary services when you call in for a free quote. Call this number, 21 21- 215-885-2444. That number is 215-885-2444. 215-885-2444. All Insurance Incorporated. RG Electrical Inspections provides electrical inspections for realtors, licensed electricians, and homeowners. Licensed and insured underwriter, serving Philadelphia and surrounding area. Call today, 484-268-9837. Escape the digital plantation. Abibitumi.com, abibitumi.tv, abibitumitv.com, abibitumi.store are here for you. You are ready to be free of non-African social media. Don't run from danger, run to safety. Abibitumi.com is here for you. You are ready to be free of digital plantations to control your own products. Abibitumi.store is here for you. A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I, Black Power, A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I. The only word you need to know to join your global Kometsu Black family, to join your interconnected Kometsu Black communities, escape the digital plantation now. Abibitumi.com, Abibitumi.tv, Abibitumi.tv.com, Abibitumi.store. We are here for you. Escape the digital plantation. that this problem needs to be solved and we can't keep relegating it to generation after generation because a few of us got a little money, a few of us got positions, a few of us have wealth while the masses of our people are going steadily down. 
No one man can rise above the condition of his people. See, brother said responsibility. Is it, is it that we should let them take responsibility to do for us? Or should we pool the knowledge that's at the table, the power that's in our community, the wealth that's in our community to change the harsh reality of black life in America? We have to do the job of fulfilling the black agenda. Thank you. message to the black man because the black man today is a man who has been made now almost into a laughing stock nobody takes the black man serious we're just used to be somebody's tool we are the sportsmen we're the singers and the dancers and we're also labeled as the pimps and the criminals and the drug dealers, and the killers, and the vagabonds of society. We're the bogeymen of British society and other Western systems. And we want to dispel that lie and destroy those myths and put the black man back on the map where we belong. Who is the black man? The black man is the original man. If it wasn't for the black man, no other men could be on this planet. We are the fathers of humanity. We gave birth to all of you.
For an Awakening is a proud part of the Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black digital and podcasting platform. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. I want to thank our guest that was with us this evening, uh, global clinical research biotechnologist, Professor Lewis Jefferson, and biomedical research scientist, Dr. Metasavia Solomon. Richard, yes, always interesting information uh, given out by both of them. Um, thank them. Uh, they went a little over today, and I thank them for spending that ten minutes. Because in that ten minutes, we got some more valuable tidbits of information. So uh, it was good to have them with us uh, this evening. Um, Richard, I don't, I don't. Well, I can imagine things coming down the pike, but you can see there's something coming down the pike, Richard. Um, I think the Pentagon is supposed to get some type of, uh, have some input. Uh, Biden already said that this other measure's coming. I know you, uh, uh, did you hear any of those uh, initial reports coming out? No, well, I just, you know, besides, um, uh, as you mentioned about the Pentagon, I thought this, you know, and I don't know if um, you had sent this to me or, whatever about the Pentagon gra- grappling with new vaccine order, timing uncertain. So they're, they, you know, how are they going to um, vaccinate the, um, the military forces, especially the um, National Guard and the Reserve troops, but primarily what they call them is civilian soldiers and still stay on. So that it seems like they're, you know, that's, um, but it seems that they're, you know, because of Biden and because, which I thought was interesting, because it isn't uh, approved, FDA approved, then they have to get a, uh, a, a, you know, they can't, they have to get a waiver. So even though Biden is um, pushing this on the public about the door to door or or trying to shame um, for the military, it seems that they have to um, go through some hoops in order to be able to put it throughout the uh, military system. You know, um, and you mentioned in the beginning of the program about Black August, uh, Black August right. and uh, the history of resistance of our people since we've been here in this country. And, you know, we, we see this happening and, you know, it's really a need for our people to if they understand that there's alternatives out there to stand up in unison and maybe these things, cause you know, I always wonder myself, what is going to really galvanize our people? And I don't know what it'll be. You know, we talk about this a lot, Richard, maybe on the program and in private conversations, but you know, if more extreme measures come down the pike, maybe it'll be this. I don't know. But um, you know, I, it's 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 never been at any time in our experience here in history with Europeans where they were concerned about 
black people's health and welfare, black people's financial stability, black people's safety. You know, I, I don't know. I mean, tell me sometime, Richard, where the government has been concerned about that. I mean, do I you can. know of any? I, I can't. Well, I mean, but here in 2020 and 2021, they're overly concerned about black people getting shots. That would make any intelligent black person really stand up and take notice. We're not sheep and we're not supposed to be sheep. And let me let me read this, you know, before we wind things down. Let me read this published report <clears throat> that was in the Daily Mail. Richard uh, came out last week. You know, it, and it's a relation to what I said about this country has never been concerned about black people's health and welfare or anything else dealing with black folks. But now all of a sudden they're overly concerned about you and your health. Let me read this. <clears throat> just 1% of black men, and this is the header, just 1% of black men with prostate cancer had organ removed in 2020 compared to one quarter of white males, even though the numbers uh, were even pre-pandemic. Black men with prostate cancer was much more likely to lose out on crucial treatment during COVID-19 pandemic compared to white men, a new study has found. In early months of the crisis, just 1% of black men with prostate cancer had their organ removed compared to 26% of white patients. Researchers at Fox Chase Cancer Center in Philadelphia found the two groups had similar COVID-19 risk factors and rates of biological sig signals uh, indicate a, a higher likelihood of severe cancer. Additionally, before the pandemic, black and white males underwent prostate removal surgery at similar rates. These findings provide new evidence into low health inequities worsened during the pandemic, uh, researchers say. The new study uh, published Thursday in JMA Oncology demonstrates that the pre-pandemic did, in fact, these numbers uh, these disparities in prostate cancer treatment. Prostate cancer affects one in seven black men in the U.S., the researchers wrote. Black patients are also more likely to receive a diagnosis of advanced prostate cancer and more likely to die from the disease compared to white patients. The research group used anonymous patient data from the Pennsylvania uh, Urological Regional Collaborative, a group of 11 cancer practices in Pennsylvania and New Jersey. They looked at differences in treatment between black and white prostate cancer treatments uh, focused in on prostatectomies. The prostatectomy or the removal of the patient's prostate is a common treatment for patients who have a severe diagnosis. The study concluded that 270 patients treated at clinics between March and May 2020, uh, 380 patients treated between March and May of 2019. The 2020 period corresponded with lockdowns in Pennsylvania. 
black patients were more likely to have their prostate removed during the pre-pandemic compared with white patients, the researchers found. Among black, among 76 black patients treated during the lockdown, only one underwent the procedure to have the prostate removed, just 1%. Among white patients with the same diagnosis, on the other hand, 50 of 193, or 26%, underwent the procedure. The differences occurred even though the two groups had similar rates of COVID risk and similar conditions. The group also had rates of biological signals indicating higher risk of prostate cancer among the black patients. This aligns with similar findings from other hospitals. The researchers cite a study in New York City showing that in Queens Hospital had an entire uh, stop breast treatments, had entirely stopped breast treatments while in Manhattan Hospital. They continued the treatments uh, at a reduced capacity. The lessons from this study suggest that systematic inequities within healthcare are more likely applicable across medical specialties, the researchers wrote in the paper. The researchers said that cancer clinics now need to respond to the inequities uh, black patients face during the pandemic. Uh, so they're admitting, Richard, or here again, uh, that uh, they're giving black people the shaft in regards to breast cancer removal, breast removal, you know, when, when it's a severe case and the prostate removal. 1% had theirs removed as opposed to 26% of white patients with the same diagnosis. And they already said that black people are more successful, susceptible to prostate cancer than the Europeans. So again, when has these, this government, Europeans or anybody else been concerned about black health and welfare, black economic stability, of black uh, black life as far as being gunned down in these cities by police or anybody else with guns being flooded in these communities from the outside? When have they ever been concerned about black folks, uh, but they're concerned now about black people getting shot? Yeah. That's why the resistance has to be, you know, um, one one thing, and you've been talking about the prostate, but not necessarily that they haven't treated, as you said, but that we're getting it, and it's and and why they even from the beginning it has tried to whether it's it is real. Our public health, our health, is something that we have to take um, more control over. Um, the information about it, they're actually, you know, doing something about it, you know. I heard and listening to the Time for Awakening audience that was calling in, um, the amount of people that are are into the preventive in relationship to the virus. But, you know, is this the norm in relationship to our community when we're talking about um, not just the vitamins, uh, but the kind of food we have to eat, the kind of exercise, all the kind of exercise we have to do, the kind of sleep we have to get that um, Professor Jefferson said would be things that fight off the virus. We have to take more control. And that, to me, is black resistance. Uh, we're going to end the program a little bit earlier tonight. As you, uh, uh, Sometimes we usually go over, but tonight we're ending at uh, 9 o'clock. And before we do that, 
Uh, let me give the lineup for time for an awakening media from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, African Perspectives with Brother Oshi. Always interesting guests and topics on African Perspectives. That's 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Later on Monday evening from 8 to 9, Black Therapy Central with host Dr. Mawia Kamban and Dr. Kamal Kamban. And then later on after that program, Monday evening from 9 to 10, Conversation Reparations, the first and third Mondays of every month. That's in Cobra's program. Conversation Reparations from 9 to 10, the first and third Mondays, uh, Monday evening. On Tuesday, 8 to 10, Black Reality Think Tank with Dr. William Rogers. That's 8 to 10 p.m. on Tuesday evening. On Wednesday, it's our time. The Black Farmers Program, the West Georgia Cooperative, the Farmers Program is from 8 to 9 on Wednesday. On Friday, Time for Awakening is back from 8 until Saturday. Uh, Saturday evenings from 7 to 9, the elders of Sankofa would host Brother Alfonso Watkins. And then Sunday, Time for an Awakening is back from 7 until. I want to thank everybody for listening and participating in the program this evening. Lively discussion, as always, and we'll be back on Friday, Lord willing, to continue on this path towards an awakening. Peace. And Elliot. If you're driving through the country on a lazy afternoon, or you're watching your children playing after school.
save the children. 